Hey, Sid. Hey, Brian. How's it going? It's going great. How are you? <laughs> What's your update this week? This week, it's going great. This is my update. <laughs> so, uh, I think I'm ready for a mental health day. Okay. I I think it's just because I have been working weekends way more often than I'm used to working. And it's for like a, a short amount of time that I have this commitment that weekends are like for school and like a work thing. And so it's it's fine, but like I can feel the need for like a nothing day coming up very soon. Okay. So that's where that's where I'm at. That's my update is that I am ready for my day off that we talked about a little while ago. I'm ready to take my day off. <laughs> I think those those moments are necessary and it's always shocking to me when we push ourselves just a smidge too far and you think to yourself, you know, I had this thought to take this day off four weeks ago. Right. Maybe I should have just done it then. Right. Instead of letting it like pile up because now that the new season of Schitt's Creek is on Netflix, I have found myself having a much harder time of like, I can usually give myself like one episode downtime and then get back to work. And I just kept clicking like through to the Like next when you're episode. working on the weekend? Yeah. Like I'll give myself a break for one episode and like that will suffice me to go back to work, like shut it down and go back to work. And for like the reasons that I'm describing, I just kept clicking, like, you know, the little like timer that yep. allows you. Get, so I just like click go into the next episode. And I think I did that for like five episodes in a row. And I was like, oh no, <laughs> like you really need a break. <laughs> and I wasn't even like paying attention. I was just tired and not wanting to do anything besides watch my people on Shit's Creek. <laughs> well, yeah, at a certain point, you just you need your weekend days for recharging and if you're blasting mon- monday to friday work mode and then doing the same thing all weekend like when do you relax right, <laughs> right. and like again this is stuff that like i'm excited to do yeah. and i like know it's not even just that it needs to get done that i'm ha- i'm actually happy to do it but i also now recognize like okay just because those factors are true, you can have an and also, I need to take a day. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't have to be like, you hate what you're doing, so you need to take a day. It can be like, I like what I'm doing, but I still need to take a day. <laughs> I, as a response to this, I linked in a funny BuzzFeed article. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. I was crying. I So Cindy shared it with me, a friend of ours, uh, and I'm going to link it in show notes queenspeaking.com slash 93 for all of you who might need just a smidge of a chuckle because it it reminded me that we all have a tough time sometimes yeah. <laughs> and we're all awkward human beings on this earth. There were so many that I was like, oh gosh, not only have I felt like I've been there, like the I love you too for no reason. Like, yep. Like the awkward things that happen when you respond to someone with your like combining phrases, you're tired. This person, the one that I laughed so hard at was when the person was trying to say Justin Timberlake and said Jimber Timber. <laughs> I was literally crying. And oh, the my whole thing hurts. just really hits home about us all being awkward humans just trying to survive well i told you about how i was reading for class and i Mm -hmm. i swear to you i read the word human and in my brain i said human like three separate times you were like what does this word mean i was i kept saying like what is a human (laughs) 
<laughs> so I was like, all right, it's definitely time for a break. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, uh, I can't wait to read that list again because I cried laughing. We've all been there. Absolutely. Me, all the time. <laughs> Every day of my life. It's the state we live in. Um, what is your update this week, Brom? So, after your recommendation to keep all of you updated on my <laughs> new pursuit of leisure activities, which is basically just like a readjusting my priorities from all the things that I used to spend a lot of time on (laughs) and realizing that I still actually like doing those things. Sometimes you need to walk away to remember. Yeah. (laughs) So I am continuing to pursue some post-work outings uh, during the week, which I find to be really enjoyable going like from work into uh, a food and beverage experience with uh, friends and people that I don't get to see very often. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm just like confirming the understanding that I really do just love spending time with people who love food. And it's uh, a new friendship requirement of like, this I has like to, that boldness. This has to be a thing that we connect over because it's literally like the number one thing in my life that yeah. like brings me joy. So uh, it has to exist for, for you to come into the fold. I appreciate that boldness because I think we all have things that we either like consciously or unconsciously know about not only ourselves, but what makes our relationships like move forward or deepen to some degree. And knowing that that's a component of most of your relationships, I would say, Mm -hmm. is like, I feel like that's a big breakthrough that was always there but now you get to like set it in stone say it out loud and like really live it be like i am confirming it it's real yeah i love that and i uh selfishly enjoy being able to be one of the people that gets to spend those evenings with you it's always very enjoyable so more food more drinks more friends i'm into that love it so i'm into that all right give it to me straight what are we talking today Well, we are landed on November 1st, and so since it's not only a Friday, which is when we release our episodes, but also officially November, uh, and we do the first, what is it, the first Friday, or the first... First Friday of every month. (laughs) Of every month. (laughs) I'm getting there. Um, Is committed to talking about a woman who's inspiring us, inspiring us. (laughs) We, uh, this week, have picked Ellen Marie Bennett who is the owner uh, and founder of um, Headley and Bennett, which is, we'll get into all of that um, later in the episode, but she owns a company that kind of is centered around quality and um, making people feel good about the work that they're doing. Um, And I don't know if any, like she's not a name that, I don't know like how many people actually know who she is. They might know her product more so than who she is. Mm-hmm. But I was introduced to Ellen because Christian Siriano, who <laughs> is a Project Runway alum and wh- my favorite person who's ever been on Project Runway, um, made her her wedding dress. And so he posted it to his page. And obviously then I go down the rabbit hole. And it was absolutely beautiful, but it was also yellow. And yellow is my favorite color. And I was like, who is this person who has a yellow wedding dress? I was obsessed. And then I went over to her page and her whole Instagram, her like personal Instagram is like exploding with color. And it was just like the happiest I feel like that's what you need in your life. Oh my gosh. And I wear all black most of the time. Yes. As we know. But I love like 
I really like like abstract, colorful things and paintings and all of that stuff. And so just seeing like that in front of my face was so awesome. And since following her, I'm like learning a lot about her business and what she does and all these things. Um, And so she has this brand that I think is also a big part of it is like her brand is just as alive as the product itself. Mm -hmm. And she her logo is an ampersand. And then I started seeing so great, so cute. And then I started seeing the ampersand everywhere. And so our like favorite of all time, Bon Appetit YouTube channel folks are always wearing Headley and Bennett like apparel and the way she's expanded it and all of these things. It was just I was just so blown away by her. And so in addition to like the work that she does and the person that she is, I just find um, her company really inspiring as well. So we are covering her this month and excited to talk about her. Let's get into it. Let's do that. Uh, So to get into some background about I don't know. So this is like my issue with the Women Inspiring Team QS is like, do we call them by their first name? Like, are we on a first name basis with her? Yes. Okay. So my friend Ellen. (laughs) So Ellen Bennett is. What would you call her, Mrs. Bennett? I don't know. (laughs) I just I want to call her Ellen Bennett because she's not like share. You know, like I I can't even remember what we've done for people in the past. If if we've called them by like first and last or. Well, most of the people that we've talked about are like known entities and not that Ellen Bennett isn't known, but we've also said her name once and like in true copywriting form, (laughs) you say the name once and And then then it's known by that. Yeah. Or like you say the abbreviation, you spell it out one time and then use the abbreviation. Like we will refer from here on out, Bon Appetit as BA. BA. I like that. (laughs) You're right. Okay. So she's Ellen Ellen now. As Ellen. She's Ellen. I have an aunt Ellen and that's why I'm like my aunt Ellen. (laughs) Anyway, Ellen is a chef by trade and she worked at two like what are really fantastic restaurants in LA before starting her company. And they were Baco and Providence. Um, And there's a great episode of the Second Life podcast with Hilary Kerr, who's one of the co-founders of Who, What, Where. Um, And she went into a lot of detail about how she got to um, being, she was a sous chef for a while. And then I think she she was upgraded to like full chef mentality. But her work ethic was just really exciting to learn more about. Oh, yeah. Really, really cool. And we won't... We won't get into all of that, so I I encourage people to go listen to that episode because I think it does give a great background on, like, how she got to, like, the chef's table and what she did, like, throughout her time to get to that point. Um, But in short, she quit her, like, schooling, I think, in L.A. to go to Mexico City as a cook before coming back to L.A. um, and then, like, off and running at Baco and Providence. And there's a lot that happened in between there. But that's kind of her, like, short background. Um, But she also saw, like, kitchen staff that she was working with, including herself, without what they really needed to, like, not only just do their jobs well, but feel good while they were doing it. And one of the things that I read was that she pinpointed that, you know, you create a beautiful product, right? Like people are making fantastic food and they're making people happy with their food and they're creating a whole environment just by the food that they're preparing and sending out. But the people that were preparing it didn't have anything to like feel good in throughout that process that was also like high quality. So the, the aprons that they had wouldn't like hold up in the kitchen or any of these things. So she saw kind of an opening to create something that 
would work and benefit the people that she was around all the time. Yeah, because that's a true struggle of, like, not being able to uh, have a functioning uniform, so to speak. Right, right. On a day-to-day basis. And that, like, sense of pride in, like, what you look like and how you present yourself. Like, she seemed... And just, like, following her these days, you can see that she definitely... uh, like lives that mentality even like now and still um even when she's working out or doing anything like she always has like high quality stuff on um well i think it's important too to acknowledge that like it's also a transition for the industry right chefs and people who work in food service are respected individuals and also like doing a great service to the community and providing an experience that adds to our overarching American cultural experience. And so to note an opportunity to say, like, you deserve the respect you can get wearing a uniform, wearing an apron, wearing quality clothing that you feel great in. Because, like, as a regular professional, I would like to do the same thing. Right. Working in an office every day. Like, I want to make sure my blazer's tailored to my bod. Exactly. And, like, chefs, more and more, to your point, are becoming, like, much more visible, too. Mm-hmm. Like, not only in, in the restaurant that they're in, but, like, they're at speaking engagements. They're on TV a lot more yeah. often. Like, they're just more places where, like, a chef isn't going to come out in, like, regular street clothes. They're going to wear what they wear to work. And if what they're wearing to work is in high quality, then that visibility is kind of tainted by that, like, lack of quality. Yeah. Um, and so she saw that need and really, I think, filled a whole gap in the system. Huge. Huge. Um, so she started Headley and Bennett kind of on the fly in 2012 when she worked at Baco um, and sh- they were going to order like proper aprons for staff. And she kind of stepped in and was like, hey, can I make those? Like, I have a business. I'll do it. <laughs> and the way she describes it is just kind of like I fully lied. I had no proper training. I was not she was not a seamstress. She like was not someone that knew how to like make the product herself. But she's like, but I she said that she knew she could come up with something better than what they were going to then go pay for. Um, so she took $300 out of her savings to make the aprons. Um, and then like she totally failed. (laughs) And I really liked that part of like the knowledge base of how she got off the ground. Like the orders weren't done in time. One of them like just was falling apart. And so she totally took ownership of that as well, which life lesson 101 is like owning if something goes really really well or something fails miserably like you need to own that um but i just think finding that gap in what was missing because what she was seeing was either really really low quality at like high scale product right um that were really cheap so people could buy like mass quantities of them but they fell apart instantly or you had the other end of the spectrum of like $150 to, like, $500 leather or, like, um, what's the other product? Like, leather aprons. Something else, too, that they talked about. But, like, those were obviously not scalable. They were high-quality craftsmanship that took a long time to make and also were not affordable for, like, your average restaurant. Yeah. Um, So she kind of took everything back with her. She 
built it up from the ground and saw that like even though you fail you don't have to like quit and so she just kind of kept at it which going into all of the details of it is just really inspiring because she just didn't stop and she talks about that a lot um, of how you can't let one fail bring you down and now she owns um, a 17,000 square foot warehouse where everything she everything that is Headley and Bennett exclusively is made in that warehouse Um, and it's based in LA so and what's great about it is that everything uh, in her warehouse and what she's making and creating for the community is US made which is like pretty baller Um, And I think focusing on quality, especially for that particular industry, is really valuable because I don't think uh, there was anything that existed in in an affordable range. That Mm. was something where a restaurant could reasonably say, we're going to invest in our team and provide these products. And so just knowing that there's so much opportunity to see, like if you're working in an industry and can pick out a moment where you're like, there's a gap here, and to fill that gap and say... I have a solution for this. You may not necessarily have to be like the seamstress right. to figure out how to like sew the aprons together, right. which I think she smartly was like, I could figure this out mm-hmm. um, because you have to be scrappy in the beginning. Right. Um, but to know that she like really went in and focused on investing and creating a quality item is is a pretty advantageous space to be in, uh, particular particularly as young a CEO as she was, because I think she, she was, like, like, thinking about this when she was, 25? like, 22. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think she launched, like, fully when she was, like, very much mid-20s. For sure. <laughs> and, you know, you talk about the restaurant world, and we've talked – and we've actually focused a lot on, like, restaurant chef – like uh, TV personality who also is a chef. Like it's kind of been our ongoing theme in some ways, but a lot of the people that we've talked about and that we've learned from them is like, it's a really aggressive business to be a part of Mm -hmm. in any way that you're a part of it, whether you're um, making the food, serving the food, uh, running the restaurant, whatever it is that you're doing that's part of this industry. It's like really, really hard. Um, and they'll eat people alive. Like a lot of people don't have time for someone to mess up. A lot of people don't have time to like backtrack and do something over again. And a lot of what she talked about was knowing that from being part of the industry and knowing like you've got one shot and thankfully like she had worked at Baco. So she had the relationship there, but some of the people that she was taking massive orders from, she didn't have any relationship other than the connection that was made Mm -hmm. for her. And she had to show up or get out like, and she had that one opportunity to make it happen or else she was screwed. And I think that, you know, we can apply that to so many different, not just industries, but lots of things that we're involved with ourselves of not like scaring ourselves out of it for that reason, but holding ourselves accountable for that reason. Um, And knowing that like we have our name and our name in our work becomes our reputation. And so like treating those things with, Um, a lot of respect for ourselves and the people that we work with is hugely important no matter where you are. Um, And I just like how it feels so simple. Like the idea feels so simple. And I feel like so often we overthink the opportunity to like get in on something where like Mm -hmm. I have to reinvent something or like uh, create like an offshoot of a thing that already exists and make it so much better. And like, that's what you have to do is like make the thing that exists so much better, but don't like 
rack your brain trying to figure out how that happens. It's usually right in front of your face. Yeah. Or taking a thing that used to exist, but because of, like, mass production, it became crap. Right. Right. Exactly. (laughs) It's like, wait a second. We can create something great with this. Right. But in that process, I really appreciate, too, that she took the time to also, like, use the resources that she had available and in the moments where she could talk to like celebrity and or like high important chefs in the industry to say to them like what's the most important thing that you need Mm -hmm. to function better in your kitchen or what do you need what does your staff need so that they can stay clean stay stay productive move quickly and it's like all we need is a better adjustable strap for our aprons. That won't melt. <laughs> that won't melt. A reinforced pocket that won't rip off or fall off after you put one pen in it. Right, right. Well, when you look <laughs> or your at... your thermometer or whatever. And the pockets on her aprons are, like, Tight. solid. Yes. They are, like... And, again, I don't know who I've become where, like, that's that's what I look at. Like, I look at Chris Morocco on BA's YouTube channel and, like, see how You're tight like, that pocket is. And you pre-asp. know... <laughs> It is. It's so crispy. But I love how she's then expanded to include all these different styles as well. So, like, recognizing that there are different types of people that are in and out of kitchens in whatever kind of um, job that they have there. But she has created options for people. She's created a personality type mm-hmm. for the the product that she's created. And I think that that is what's really cool. You think about companies like Away, you think about companies that are like scrappy and small, but have like filled a need in the market. It's because they let people like be themselves with the product as part of that. Right. And like, that is so cool to think about that. She found a way to be like, this is an apron, but this is an apron for you. And this is why it is for you or for your restaurant or for your company, like branding behind it is just so so cool <sighs> I th- I feel like I could talk about like I want to like do a case study on her and companies that are like Headley and Bennett that have like just found the niche oh, that works it, yeah. it is it is so thinking about what we can learn from Ellen and not just like the company itself but her specifically um, I think looking at the importance she places on feeling good while you do hard work and how apparel like really can make a huge difference in this process is like it's that team feeling it's that like successful piece of it but knowing that you all are working together and you all are like uniformed in that way I really like how she put an emphasis on that as a point of pride versus a point of like stripping someone of their self she like enhanced that by asking people to really say like what are you looking for for your team like what would make them feel like rock stars right and even just the idea like I know she's done some custom work and so like making it a fit for like paying attention to what people need and saying like what's going to make you feel like the most solid team that you can be and like eliminating distractions like it's crazy to think about how a functioning apron can make someone more productive because like it's like in our workplace like making sure we have functioning wi-fi at the office is like these are the things that we basics Mm -hmm. just like here's what i need to get my job done this is the one thing that needs to function and for them it's like knowing exactly 
what you can feel great in and not have to think about it. Like right. that's a beautiful thing to me. And know that you feel great, you look great, whether it is something that's like a, a system that every single person is wearing the same thing, or you have the ability to customize it to your own. Like you can pick the, you're all wearing the same structure of it, but you can pick your color or you right. can pick a little flare, whatever you, whatever you want to add to it. Yeah. But I think that that makes a huge difference in terms of just like, being aware of how much value that provides to people and knowing that that's the part of the mission of what she's providing her customers is a really big deal. Absolutely. Because it, it, like, it's an unseen thing until you see it and until it happens to you to like feel that valued and know that you have what you need to do your job well. And you might have always been doing your job to the best of your ability and killing it, but to have like what you need to be successful, like takes it up to a level that you might have not known existed because you're like, oh, now I'm not like having to change everything every like every night or something like that or get something new every day. Like I can rely on this thing and now I can focus on the thing I need to focus on. Right. And it like levels you up so hard. And I love that. Love it. Um, I want to talk about the importance she places on having fun at work. Mm-hmm. She has in her warehouse, which is like, also HQ. So all of it's like rolled into one spot. She has like a slide and like swing It's bright set. yellow, it isn't it? It is bright yellow. <laughs> and it's just like a fun. And she, I think, even in addition to like those things, places a lot of importance of like liking what you do and figuring out how to like it more. Mm-hmm. And it's not just about like taking a swing break. It's about like, okay, what can we do to make sure that this person is not only like successful here, but also enjoys being here. Mm-hmm. And her focus on her team has what, I mean, from following her on Instagram, like she really focuses on the well-being of her entire staff. And I think that's a CEO's job for sure, but it doesn't always happen that way. It's it's either someone else's job or it's not a priority in any way. And we see that like far too often, I think. Well, because it, it, I think the other thing to stress here is that to make it part of your culture, it can't just be like, oh, we have a swing and a slide in our office. It's like, why is that important fundamentally to the work that we do? And how is it interwoven in the way that we communicate about the work that we do? Right. And do the people feel like they have a chance to like, in order to be creatively inspired, you do need those moments of free time and free space. And like, how is that structured into the way that they they function as a team? And I think that's the thing that is the game changer. It's not just like, oh, we have cool things that like seem legit and seem fun. Right. But rather, here's how we incorporate fun in our everyday work-life experience. And like and backing it up. Back it up. Yeah. You gotta back it up. I think that's such a good point. And I think that there's probably also a lot of places out there that are like, look at this company happy hour we have, or like, mm-hmm. look at this like really cool thing that we have in our office that everybody can seemingly utilize. But if you're not like building it into the culture intentionally and not just like as a perk in quotes, but like as a, we do this for team building or we do this to like give our brains a break or something like that, that it's not just there for show, but it's heavily utilized for something that will move the company and the individuals forward Mm -hmm. and help them work as a team, which is like essentially one of, I mean, I, you know how I feel about teams. I just think that there's so much importance placed on them but there's not always the due diligence to figure out how they're like Mm -hmm. glomming together how they're working together how they're doing things together and and 
creating quality anything. Um, and so I totally agree that like just because the thing is there doesn't mean it's it's a well thought out addition to your office or your space. And it seems like to your point that she has fully thought that through. Um, owning your mistakes <laughs> is something I think we can all continue to tell ourselves is a very important thing to do. <laughs> you gotta do it. And it's that my this my friend who I work with had said at one point, she was like, bad news does not age well. And I feel like that is something that like lives on my heart <laughs> because it's always the thing I think about if I'm if if there's something that happens that like is hard to face or something I don't want to talk about or something like that I'm like it will not age well like someone needs to know about this so we can fix it faster versus mm-hmm. letting it like marinate and get like real juicy because it's that's not going to be good <laughs> contrary to what you might think <laughs> contrary to the actual process of marinating meat <laughs> it doesn't happen with bad news <laughs> Uh, and the last thing I just, and this was a hard one for me because I think her energy. So again, I follow her on Instagram. I've listened to her podcast. I've read articles about her and this woman just seems to like never stop. And part of me was like, that feels like something I could never keep Mm -hmm. up with. But then you think about that. She's built something that she loves and is energized by. Right. So of course she's going to work hard and she like works out first thing in the morning. And she's like, this is what I need to feel whole. Like I'm doing things that make me feel my best so I can then be my best for the whole company. And so thinking about like working really freaking hard doesn't mean like burning yourself out. Mm -hmm. It means finding the thing that is like, continually energizing you to do your best work and that's what I like really enjoy about what she brings to the table I totally agree and one of the things that I uh really enjoyed reading about her is just like how much she emphasized getting work experience through life experience yeah so like going out and doing and being and like living the thing that you're uh, trying to achieve and how important that is. And like, yes, there's lots of things that you can learn in school, but there's only so much you can learn in school. There are so many intricacies of the professional working space that I don't think you are ever aware, made aware of until you're actually faced with that mm-hmm. on a day-to-day basis. And like to be exposed to that from an early age, like she was in it so young. Yeah. And she said that she was like, hustling hard even in her teens Mm -hmm. so like the fact that she has this perseverance is definitely like a a personality a strong like developed part of her personality right um but i think just getting more knowledge out of life by experiencing and exploring and really diving into the hard stuff even if you don't really know what you're doing Mm -hmm. is going to push you further and help you because like the reality is working hard is great but you have to do like own your mistakes, quick flip, right. do like move forward and pivot where it's appropriate because that's going to give you more direction or at least like a better sense of what direction you should be heading in. For sure. And doing the quick reflection mm-hmm. to move forward. And I really love the quote from her interview with Career Contessa um, on uh, her unique path leading her to learn that business is about quote, human relationships, juggling your time, handling your financing, finances, and learning from those experiences. Mm-hmm. And truly, like, thinking about relationships being a big central part of this is really important because it's 
primarily the foundation of her business. Right. Like, yes, she's making aprons and other relative chef-related kitchen apparel, mm-hmm. etc. Um, but knowing what people need and actually taking the time to ask those questions and really get into, like, what makes you tick, mm-hmm. what would make you more productive, and focusing your business goals around the things that people need seems like... You know, it's not rocket science. Right. But so few people think about the human behind the thing. Yeah. And which is terrifying, but true. And you're not going to get away with building a thing without thinking about the people who you you either work with to make it or who will eventually utilize it. Like, there's a person at some point (laughs) that you have to interact with and, like, connect to. And so I totally agree that that is a central reason that... um, we focus on those relationships and have some baller fun while you're at it yeah <laughs> and definitely <laughs> throw a lot of color into it too because apparently oh it, it, it honestly really brings me some joy. <laughs> so much joy like i would i just think not only is she phenomenal but i think the like she just wears a lot of color she's like a bright red lip type of gal and i am not that person but i can fully appreciate that person and her wedding dress was yellow. I mean, it was like ombre, like white into yellow. Fab. But it was gorgeous. And I was like, that's amazing. And she got married in Mexico City. Like, just, it was just, I mean, I've been following her since, I think, a little bit before she got married. And I've, like, just been obsessed with her. <laughs> BFF for life. She doesn't know yet, but we're heading in that direction. Well, we will share her Instagram and some stuff and recaps for us to all chat about on Instagram at queen underscore speaking mm-hmm. and share show notes at queenspeaking.com slash 93. That's where we are. Shall we break? Let's break. <laughs>